Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So yeah, uh, as I was saying, Alex, I saw a friend of ours today as I was cutting, doing the cutting the grass, and and she was she seemed to be really empathetic, like like very um, gentle. She said, "Hey, how how are you?" In kind of like in a concerned way, and so like I was, I was. You were trying to see if I ratted you out for something. For something that, 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 that right that, that I'd been no, running. just the normal well, stuff but, that's on the but, podcast. Well, then it occurs to me, Alice, <laughs> that maybe there's a phenomenon that I never thought of before with the podcast that wherever somebody, the state they last saw you in on the podcast is when they see you next in person, where they think you you're continuing at. Mm-hmm. So if I if somebody was watching something from January where I had seemingly lost my mind, even though now it's six months later, right? They could be. So I wonder if that's a thing. But yes, okay. So thank you. What? This is that is mine. Would you like it? It's a bottle opener. It's a bottle opener from. Lagunitas Brewing Company in California. It's a nice one. It's got a dog on it. And I think they had it out on the table in the big craft beer show a few years ago. And I think the guy charged me for it. It's like oh, unbelievable. Wow. Was that with the Chotskis? But it's a nice one. Might have to put the Lagunitas people on my bleep list. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, uh, I feel, I feel like there's a hundred thousand things to mention. Do you want to start? There are a lot of things. Um, where do, where would you like to start? Well, um, I actually printed something out. You printed something out? I did. Out. I printed something out from the New York Times. A, a great Times. A kind of a, a great New York Times piece. I hate to say it. That's got a bunch of folks um, who they've invited in to write and answer opinion questions about Ron DeSantis. Uh, it's called, Ron DeSantis has a Jekyll and Hyde persona. Our columnists and writers weigh in on his candidacy. 
First question is, how seriously should we take DeSantis' candidacy? David Brooks, who I believe is a Republican, but is... Mm-hmm. Technically a Republican, squished, yes. He says, Ron DeSantis was overvalued before and is undervalued now. He's still the most likely Trump alternative since he spans the Trump wing and the non-Trump wing of the GOP. But it would take a Trump implosion to bring that about. I doubt there's much that DeSantis can affirmatively do to control his destiny. I, I kind of agree. Jane Costen said, and she's a big liberal, I think, mm-hmm. extremely seriously and very literally. She takes DeSantis. Michelle Cottle, about as seriously as a moderate to severe case of shingles, so pretty seriously, so you see where she is. Ross Douthat, more seriously than any Republican named Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis' weaknesses are obvious, social awkwardness above all, but even his poll numbers have sagged. Nobody else has emerged from the, but even as his poll numbers have sagged, nobody else has emerged from the pack. So he enters the race as the only currently plausible vehicle for Republicans who don't want Trump again. David French, who's not a Trump guy, obviously, says we should take Ron DeSantis more seriously than many pundits are taking him today. He has struggled under Trump's relentless attacks, but he's still the clear second choice, and it's way too soon to write his campaign obituary. Michelle Goldberg, who's a certified psychopath, Mm -hmm. um, progressive. A few months ago, before it became clear what a problem his personality was going to be, I thought he was very likely to be the nominee. And until 6 p.m. on Wednesday, I still thought he had a decent chance. But I don't see how he comes back from that catastrophic Twitter launch. Not a, it's not a, it's not an unreasonable take if you're a progressive. Uh, I mean, I guess so. Although I don't know how much, and it's hard to tell when things will cross over from being internet things to being real life things. Right. But I don't think a lot of regular people knew about the Twitter launch. I can tell you today that, that I talked about it for the first hour of my show, including with a whole bunch of DeSantis audio, Mm -hmm. and I got almost no phone calls on it. I just and so and there was a piece I'm trying to see if I sent it to us um somebody did a piece I think it might even have been Politico or somebody where they went around and interviewed people at some Tim Scott event in Iowa and a bunch of them hadn't really heard that it happened yeah uh so I mean like regular yes everybody on Twitter so first of all DeSantis got accused of the announcement being too online both in concept and in the stuff he talked about like he talked about Bitcoin and stuff and you know and just culture war issues things more online people care about not so much like the kitchen table affordability issues and stuff um the whole tenor of last night was kind of like the Tucker Carlson show it was yeah. for a very specific non-globalist Right. So about it foreign seemed... intervention. Um, it was very. So it felt. I mean. So a lot of people complained that it was like too online and like not in touch enough with like the regular people, which is fair, I think. Um, well, he didn't really talk about the economy or foreign policy. Right. Although I think regular people care about the border, and he did talk about the border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got accused of being too online in that sense. But at the same time, I also think the criticism of him is too online. Like, it's mm. going to be what it is. He's going to do how he does in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina and Nevada and these early states. It, you know, and voters will like him or they won't. It's sort of um, it's sort of hard to tell how people will do until they actually try. Um, and, you know, who will take off and who won't and how people will be, you know, how people will react to him in person. But, you know, it, 
I think that most people aren't aware of the disastrous Twitter launch or even I don't is think I don't think like necessarily Iowa voters like know who Elon Musk even is. But is it is it are people aware enough to make it an SNL skit? Right. So that's a that's the question. And Trump was like tweeting out little parodies. They did a good it. job. The there Trump was team. a lot of funny stuff from the Trump right. team surrounding it. They are in this particular instance, the funny trolls and the DeSantis team is the stodgy right like and even though in the mud even doesn't though get I don't, technology even though people. i don't see that personality problem i haven't seen it like these, yeah, people, are act, so these people are acting like it these people are acting like it's like an absolute given you know these people saying oh well given his personality and the fact that he's, he's a grump and it's like i don't see that whatsoever in him yeah, well, I mean, Trump also was sort of a germaphobe and didn't love like shaking hands and stuff. Until I he... think that's apocryphal too. I don't but think but I think that I think that it was more true. But I think Trump really likes all the adoration he gets from people, and that that like opened him up a lot right. to people as he got more into campaigning and stuff. Um, I, it just remains to be seen. Like he has never been on the national campaign stage, so it just kind of you. You have to see how it goes because some people can do it and some people can't. So you just don't really know until you try. I don't, I'm not like sold that this event was like amazing for him or terrible for him either way, necessarily. Like I enjoyed it. I was into it. I enjoyed the chaos as well of everything not working. It wasn't a Rick Perry moment because it wasn't DeSantis who who screwed up. In fact, DeSantis was very un Rick Perry. He was rolling when he was, when he was actually answering questions. Right. And, but it was and a repairing moment for Elon. Right. And I think people aren't tuned. I think regular people aren't tuned in enough to the presidential primary to for it to be that huge a thing. So, I mean, I get, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how it plays out. I will say that one thing that I hate and I think is a mistake for anybody remotely connected to DeSantis to be doing is the continued, and we talked about this a little bit last night, like, we broke the internet. Like, yeah. I hate that. Can you play that Laura Ingram clip that I sent us where it's David Sachs goes on there and is talking to Laura about the event and he does this stuff again and I just like, I'm going to sprain something from cringing if they keep doing this because it's so bad. Like, I just really, really hate it. And, you know, it it's just not a good excuse to like say that, you know, we were just too popular. That's what happened. Like, it's embarrassing and it's a bad look. And you shouldn't do it. When did you send? Where did you send this? Oh, I, there it is, Laura Ingram. Okay. Yeah, but the, so Laura had on David Sachs, who again is this rich guy who kind of set this up. Okay, hang on. Joining me now exclusively is the man who moderated DeSantis's 2024 launch tonight on Twitter, David Sachs. He's also the partner at Craft Ventures and co-host of the All In podcast. A big entrepreneur, David. Great to see you tonight. Um, thanks for joining us. Now, we're going to get to Governor DeSantis's vision, especially like ripping apart the bureaucracy in a moment. But the question on everyone's mind, including my daughter's tonight, is what ha- happened? I mean, you handled it so well, much better than I would have. But what happened at the top? Well, what, what happened at the top, Laura, is just we had a million people simultaneously trying to get into a Twitter space, which is an online room. And, I mean, DeSantis just melted the servers. We had so much interest. I mean, I got to hand it to him. Normally, it takes a Kardashian to do that. Uh, so we just had so much interest. It took about 15 minutes. We've never had that level of scale before on Twitter. 
I think the biggest room has been around 100,000. And so after Normally about 15 minutes, we just moved the room to my to account, that, to Milan's account. And then it really worked perfectly. I think if your viewers want to go on Twitter, the, the recording is going viral right now. They're going to wonder what all the fuss is about. Because once we got started, the audio was perfect. And I think uh, the governor... Oh, what a gross cleanup job. You want to keep going with it? No, that's all I needed. But yeah. you got to stop it with that. Because what's going to happen is DeSantis is not going to break servers going forward. Because yeah. he's going to have to earn interest. He's going to have to speak to some empty rooms. Yeah, everybody is. And, right. you know, you have to not uh, be Jeb a- Bush, please clap, doing yes. stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you can't be you can't be doing this pathetic thing, especially especially if Team Trump is so on point with like the Internet game and the coolness and the funniness factor. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be this embarrassing. Right. It's just not like nobody wants I mean, and I get it because I'm like a policy nerd and wonky and like I like that stuff. And I think DeSantis is great in that way where he's really, really deep on policy. And so I like that. But like, unfortunately or fortunately, people don't elect that guy. And it's very, I mean, this guy, he's supposed to be an entrepreneur. He sounds like a a third rate uh, um, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre flack. Right. It's like, really? You're going with that? That's what's the Trapper Keeper? Okay. Well, yeah, and I don't think that it's a good look in general for DeSantis to have these wealthy donors flacking for him. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you want... I think, is it the Citadel Capital guy? The one who was, like, behind some of the uh, Wall Street side of the... um, of the GameStop stuff, uh, oh. Griffin is that his name? I forget. I, I think he's a he likes the Sanders too. I think, um, but like, yeah, you shouldn't have people like that. It's a bad look when you're like the party that's against elites. Like right. to have like rich donors going out and flacking for you on Laura Ingram. It's once again embarrassing. Let me and read it, a like, Makes mo- him look bad. Yeah, let me read a couple more of these uh, things. Rosie Gray says Ron DeSantis is the only Republican so far who appears capable of putting of putting up a credible challenge to Trump. But his pre-candidacy wasn't very encouraging. He's allowed Trump to define him as a personality-challenged weirdo, and he has made politically questionable moves like the six-week abortion ban he signed. I, mean, uh, I like weirdos, but Catherine yeah, Mangle Ward, I'm a weirdo. Catherine Mangle Ward, who we love from Reason, says he's a capable governor of a successful state. So this is the libertarian, so you know what's <laughs> coming. He's a capable governor of a successful state who has a good eye for the places where political points can be scored, mostly authoritarian culture war stunts, even if he isn't always successful in scoring them. Daniel McCarthy says, I don't know him, uh, he would he would be the front runner any other year. He'll be the front runner next year if luck somehow takes Donald Trump out of the race. As things stand, Ron DeSantis is as serious a contender as anyone can be with the ex-president in the contest. Fair? That's true, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that... Yeah, aside from Trump, which is a really big caveat, mm-hmm. he's the front runner. Right. Brett Stevens <laughs> says, three months ago, I would have predicted that Ron DeSantis, fresh from his resounding re-election as governor of Florida, would beat Trump for the Republican primary. Now he looks more like the Ted Cruz of this electoral cycle. Pompous, mean, and not nearly as clever as he seems to think he is. Oh, that's unfair. I don't think he's Ted Cruz quite. Do you think so? Uh, No. But, I mean, there, I, just, I, don't, I, I don't see any similarities between them. What matters most about him as a presidential candidate? I won't go through all these. Brooks says, right. DeSantis's problem is that he can't attack Trump because a chunk of his support is Trumpy, and he cannot attack Trump. He kind of did, though. Since Trump is flailing him, 
flailing him day after day. Oh, and he can't, oh, no, no. And he says he can't not attack Trump because Trump is flailing him day after day. I think of a candidate who took down a front runner, runner without, I can't think of a candidate, too bad I can't read. I can't think of a candidate who took down a front runner without criticizing him. DeSantis has locked himself into a posture in which he looks weak and passive. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he has to criticize. That That is the trap, right? He has to criticize Trump because you can't beat Trump without criticizing him. But you also, like, you need those voters. So, <laughs> you know, there's not really a way around that. So I, so I, he... I think there's a possibility that there could be a strategic a strategic error by Trump in Trump's handlers where DeSantis by not going after Trump by speaking directly to the people holding the Florida brochure and saying I can do this mm-hmm. for the country that DeSantis is if they debate or even even in just messaging on social media, et cetera, at each other and the two campaigns, that DeSantis could possibly try to draw Trump in to playing DeSantis's game, rather than DeSantis having to play the Trump game mm-hmm. and go at him in the Trump's way. So then, if Trump tries to go after DeSantis on the issues, DeSantis can can land punches. So maybe that's why Trump isn't, DeSantis isn't doing anything because he doesn't want to see, make it look like that it's bothering him whatsoever or that he even notices it. Right. So then maybe just draw, because Trump can't just stay, stay in there all day and call a meatball during the debates. <laughs> At some point, DeSantis can try to take credit or, 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 or paint, um, portray differences in the handling of COVID, for instance, that will draw Trump in to that issue rather than just mm-hmm. flamethrowing bromides. And once he's drawn into the issue, then DeSantis can, without being, being insulting to the Trumpers out there who mm-hmm. they were talking about, who he needs, can just simply say, unfortunately, your intentions and what unrolled, unfolded were two very different things. I did it differently in Florida. Right. And there's and a DeSantis number can of- keep his attacks limited to- and What you, you said and what you did. It, and you attacked me for it. Right. Right. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the only legitimate line of attack against Trump uh, is to say, like, I like a lot of the stuff that you did, but you also didn't do stuff that you needed to do. Right. And it's very clear, very clear that he's going to go like after the him. deep state stuff. And it's very clear that that talking about mm-hmm. fixing the bridges in South Florida, that mm-hmm. is and the wall. That's and the, the wall. Stuff. The yeah. wall is going to be a thing. Is this guy promised you the wall and he, he couldn't deliver? And he promised to he lock up the corrupt and remember, people. And remember, like he can do that Clinton also. Epstein, you yes, know? but he also can do that without insulting Trump. He right. can just say that, like I said, I've studied the U.S. Constitution in my capacity as an attorney, a U.S. attorney, mm-hmm. JAG officer, and I studied the Florida Constitution, so I know how to navigate these waters. Now, of course, Trump's response to that is going to be, I knew all that I could have done just fine. I was constantly sabotaged from day one in office. And if you think that they're not going to do the same thing to you that they did to me and sandbag you at every possible turn, prosecute you for absolutely nothing, go after you with the FBI and the DOJ and everybody do, you know, come up with fake 
intelligence on you that shows that you're an asset of some foreign country, whatever it is, you know, the, but that's they're going to do that to you too. Mm -hmm. they but that's a defensive answer. Right. But I, I think that that it, that is going to be Trump's answer because that has been the sort of response from Trump people when DeSantis people say this stuff. Um, you and know, by the Trump way, didn't do X, Y, Z. They'll say Trump was sabotaged and they'll sabotage him, too. And you, Ron DeSantis, don't understand what's coming after you because you haven't experienced this the way Trump has. And now Trump has experienced it personally and he knows what the deal is, and he's going to go after those people and stop them, and he's the only one who can. Well, that's going to well, be the argument, right? Well, Trump, um, Trump um, would be right if he said that too. It just happens to be factual too, <laughs> right? So and, I mean, and, and, that's, and, that's, that's and that discussion. stirs a lot of passions, and I actually, I feel that way too, and I almost feel like that. I mean, but I don't know if Trump can make that. Can he make that argument that he's uniquely positioned? Because he's been th through the, is the crucible thing? Is that working? This, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So that he that he sees how the machine works because it's consumed him. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but so, but, I, but yeah, but that's the argument is because they're essentially arguing for, with some exceptions, for the same political policies, right? In a lot of cases, on the important stuff this deep state stuff, immigration stuff. The question is who is going to be effective well, at doing this. it, can right? The places where they differ on policy, the major ones, because you can see these arguments sort of starting to take shape amongst the little various talking heads on Twitter who work for one of these people. The big policy difference, it, I think, is going to be this culture war stuff because Trump has really embraced... Um, a lot of the like gay community stuff but isn't isn't and, that smart well but i don't know if like telling people to lay off bud light is where people are well i mean i think trump can say bud light's a a a huge employer for this country people can't say it's mm -hmm. american but but, he, but but trump can say I didn't do the don't say gay bill. That's this guy says does don't say gay bill. Mm -hmm. Trump will like that's nice and simple. So he like that. Right. And Trump can also say, say I didn't do the six week abortion man. He can exactly. say I didn't. This guy he can wants say to, wants I didn't to take a woman ban any books. Right. He can say and, and, I didn't. And, and that would if Trump can do it without calling um, Nikki Haley a horse face, then possibly he could make inroads to women, a college educated women again. Right. So so that's like I mean Trump can make progress against DeSantis on those issues for sure. But I think it matters like where people are on those issues too, because I think like the Bud Light thing has been very effective. I think the Matt Walsh, what is a woman stuff has been very effective. I think boys taking over girls sports at a high school and a college level um, has upset a lot of regular people who normally don't care about culture war stuff like at all, right? I think some of the books showing up in the schools do upset some normal people who normally wouldn't really care about the culture war stuff. Um, you know, th those are some of the things. And, and fundamentally, and I know nobody cares about this because it's politics, those things are lies. Like, Ron DeSantis isn't banning books right. either. You right. know what I mean? So for Trump to go that route of attacking him on some of these issues 
he is attacking DeSantis from the left. I've also seen Trump people attack DeSantis from the left on economic issues, saying he wants to cut Social Security and Medicare. You know, he's a Tea Party Republican, right? So he's Mm -hmm. been like a fiscal hawk and sort of a benefit-cutting guy, whereas Trump has always been like, you know, no cuts to anything, almost a... um, you know, and, and Trump has been light on the policy detail here, but Trump has been very much into promising people that they can keep all of their all of the benefits of all these programs without there ever being any pain or having to pay more taxes or whatever. Right. right. So like Trump has always been like no cuts to Medicare and Social Security. Right. right. At a time when Tea Party Republicans really were looking for cuts on these things. I got a call today from Tom in Harwinton, Connecticut, who brought up um, a piece of legislation, HB 269, who, uh, which is, um, according to the Florida, uh, how DeSantis' office described it, Governor DeSantis signs legislation in Israel further combating anti-Semitism. Essentially, this is legislation that was worked on with the ADL, and it, it, it takes measures against uh, hate hate crimes. So listen to this. Um, HB 269 builds upon Governor DeSantis' record of safeguarding the free exercise of religion in Florida by, and here's five bullet points. One, prohibiting a, well, well actually it's not one, bullet. Prohibiting a person from intentionally dumping litter onto private property for the purposes of intimidating or threatening the owner, resident, or invitee of such property. That makes sense, right? You're not allowed to throw your stuff onto their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, in other words, I guess you could leave a flyer in somebody's door, but you can't leave an anti-Semitic flyer saying blood and soil or whatever that the, the anti-Semites like. So that seems reasonable enough to me. Two, prohibiting a person from willfully and maliciously harassing, threatening, or intimidating another person based on the person's wearing or displaying of any indicia Indicia, but yeah. Indicia, relating to any religious religious or ethnic heritage. Now, that's a problem. That's a possible problem because prohibiting a person from willfully and maliciously harassing, who's to say what's harassment and what isn't? Threatening or intimidating another person based on the person's wearing a Well, and I think threatening and harassing are already illegal, right? Well, I mean, but who's to decide what what is harassing? I, I just think that that's like that leaves some room there, I, and you know I feel like you harassed me when you said good morning this day because uh, because you want to wake up and and uh, you know. Be- well, there is legal definitions of threat okay. and harass. Creating a new prohibition against displaying or projecting uh, using any medium in an image onto a building structure or other property without written consent that makes sense. Creating a new pre- trespass offensive if a person is not authorized you can't trespass. In other words, you can't drop. F- hate flyers is what this Mm -hmm. thing is essentially saying and you can't see somebody in a yarmulke or a hasidic jew and say something based on their appearance that's anti-semitic now if it's the straight up thing i've got got no problem with it i just i do think it i i do think that it's a tiny bit within in in a micro level tiny bit leaves some wiggle room for somebody to claim that your your opinion is a hate crime. Right. And so that, I think, so DeSantis doing this, could this be a problem? 
I mean, I... I guess I, I could ask Ted, Catherine and Maggie Ward is who I'd want to ask. Yeah, I mean, and it's... It's it's almost... That's almost like an older school right-wing cultural battle uh, when all the places like started passing hate crime laws, in general hate crime mm-hmm. laws. It kind of fits in with that because that was like sort of a big debate on the right like in the 90s-ish. Oh, like, yeah, I remember. And it's, yeah. it, it was a good debate to be having because the hate it crime It was a good debate to be having and, and I agree. And that's a place where the right has sort of like gone away. Like nobody really argues against hate crime laws existing anymore. Um, but the, These hate crime laws are to make it too tempting for the right to draw a comparison showing a double standard. So the, those laws are like are very convenient right, for the right because they arguments. only get Imagine it was Well, yeah, cuz they only get enforced in one direction right, exactly. obviously. They don't they're not enforced the other way you look because lovely with that pattern. Thank you, you. This new spate of blouses you're buying are quite lovely. Thank they do you. remind me of what my grandmother used to wear, Alberta. Pause. <laughs> but you're into that. Uh, well, I'm. Jesus, Alice. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, what was I even saying? Yeah, I mean, I think I talked to you about this. Like, this happened in Connecticut too, right? And I, I said the same thing. Like, I don't. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If it's legal to pass out a flyer, it should be legal to pass out any flyer. Like, it's if it can meet the standard of harassment for a harassment law, like if you're bothering somebody in particular in your neighborhood and constantly telling them to move out or something, then that's like harassment, whether it's on the basis of race or whether it's on the basis of you just don't like them, it's harassment, you know? Uh, so I don't really understand the reason for needing special laws for like when you do the same action but something bad is going on in your heart you know what i mean like i don't think that's legislatable like i i kind of agree with the old school republican position that's sort of been like seeded as lost ground on the hate crime stuff so yeah i mean i don't agree with that i kind of get the reason for it he did it in israel so that he could like have this sort of foreign policy moment thing in well, Israel, it, it, it and there's checks a few. There's some Ju- there's a, some Jewish population in Florida yep. that you want to make happy, and like I mean, it it is what it is, and like, and in theory, if you have the right prosecutors in there, that is one like an anti-Semitism one in particular. That's the other reason is it like when you say it checks boxes for constituencies. The reason he's doing it, and once again, I don't really agree with it, but is because the anti-Semitism in particular, that's like the one thing where you can get the left on it, too. 
the one like hate crime thing that you can also get the left on because there's a bunch of like protected special left wing groups that are hugely anti-Semitic, huh, like yeah. the whole squad. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I mean, like black Hebrew Israelites, there's a bunch of left wing anti-Semitic stuff that happens, too. Right. So it is one where you could get the left on it, too. Like if you're going to have hate crime laws, weaponize it towards the left. Also, I disagree with it once again, but it's very much in the Ron DeSantis governing philosophy of take the tools that the left uses against us and turn them on them. Right. Like, because he's done all the protesting laws and stuff, too. Right. So, you know, he he's... And, and it's a fair criticism of DeSantis if you're not into big government. Like, he has embraced the fact that the big government is here. And he says, if they're doing it, we're going to do it, too. <laughs> like, essentially. And they, well, and he, I mean, culturally, conservatives uh, seem to have signed on. And you can ask Bud Light, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because I've always heard people say this, too. Like, conservatives don't boycott stuff. We do now. It's over. Hey, can I ask you, this this Media Research Center, the uh, documents that they showed the Department of Homeland Security, I'm not sure if you had time to see this or or if you've known about this, but it's it's been a few days old. Yeah, I did. It's Jim Jordan. So the Media Research Center obtained documents that show the Department of Homeland Security is using a program meant to fight terrorists um, and they're likening groups like the Heritage Foundation, MAGA, Fox News, and RNC, and comparing all those to Nazis. So, in other words, they've done. So, the groups give up, essentially they'll give different activist institutions and mm-hmm. and um, even colleges, etc., uh, grants, and they use this grant money to put on lectures and create ads, etc., that call out the Heritage Foundation, etc. It used to be something. These grants under Obama were supposed to be used um, ideally to fight terrorism mm-hmm. but although Obama used it a little bit domestically as well and then Trump stopped it and said we're only going to do this about foreign terrorists because he's okay. a is xenograph what do they call it xenophobic xenophobe mm-hmm. so now they're showing here that the, the, it is quite uh, interesting according to the report it's actually being it's actually being done that like um for instance let me see right here Here's Jim Jordan. I want to get your take on something even worse. Earlier in the program, I spoke with Media Research Center President Brent Bozell. He says his yeah. group obtained documents the that money, show honey. the Department Marie of Homeland Security is using a program meant to fight terrorists. And they're likening groups like the Heritage Foundation, MAGA, Fox News, the RNC. They're comparing all of those to Nazis, Congressman. Yeah, this is this is really scary, too. But this is consistent, frankly, with what President Biden said last fall when he stood in front of Independence Hall with that eerie background that he had and gave that ridiculous speech where he called half the country fascist. This is this is now this this pattern, this mindset that I think exists in way too many of the top people in these federal agencies. Remember, this is the same agency, the Department of Homeland Security, who tried to set up the disinformation governance board. This is the same government where the Richmond field office of the FBI said, if you're a pro-life Catholic, they view you as extremists. I mean, this is how ridiculous it's gotten. And again, it's why 
under Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans with the majority now, why our work on exposing how these agencies have been turned against the American people. And they've got, they've got a huge list there of how they're doing it, who's getting money, how it's being targeted. The, they're they've foy- foying the Department of Homeland Security, and they're uh, blowing off the FOIAs, blowing off their records requests, etc., that said, the recipients of these grants have to do their own disclosure, and they're getting, they're sending information over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, going after the NRA, the Heritage Foundation, conservative, uh, you know, businesses, etc. This is, this is not good, and this. But of course, this is the hubris of this. They have, they have waged an internal domestic war, right. a war on domestic terror. And they have conflated conservatism with domestic terrorists. So this is not. I'm not on trying purpose. To be, uh, when you say yeah. conflated, that makes it sound like it yes, could yes. have possibly been accidental, like they're just confused or something. But they, on purpose, are weaponizing this stuff against conservatives. Right. That's that's not good. No. And what that does, among other things, is it's good for Trump because yeah. he was numero uno uh, of in the crosshairs of the government bureaucracies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's the argument with Trump is that like they they're not coming after me because they care about me. They're coming after me to try and get to you. I'm just in their way. That whole like meme thing that right. Trump does. But um, yeah, and I don't know how much like I necessarily believe that um, you know Trump's gonna do something about it actually but i mean i don't know that's that's an issue because he didn't before right like well he he was also the bureaucracies were playing offense against him against the executive branch the president of the united states believe it incredible Mm -hmm. man had the executive branch had bureaucracies administrative state done that to barack obama right there would be a little press coverage on it uh yeah i would there would be 6,000 people incarcerated for 18 years like this guy from the Oath Keepers was. Right. I mean, and the left used to know this about government agencies and stuff and because the FBI and, and all these things used to go after that, after left-voting radical groups in like the 60s and the 70s and whatever. But, you know, eh, things have changed. Things have changed. Um, I just want to make a public service announcement. I know that I have um, indicated... That even though Taylor Swift is a big progressive, a lot of people think she doesn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that has continued to ramp up because she broke up with her boyfriend of six years, Joe Allen, and started dating somebody called Maddie Healy, who was in a band called 1975. I've never heard of any of this or any of these people. But apparently... By the way, it, Taylor... Was Pete Davidson not available? What is this? <laughs> Real? Who the hell is Maddie Healy? Uh, I don't know. So apparently, so they, like, sh- they've had the same producer or something in mm-hmm. the past. And I guess they, like, once dated really briefly 10 years ago, but just, like, timing-wise and stuff, it didn't end up working out. And, but, like, she had just broken up with Joe Allen in February, and they, like, reconnected, and he's been at a bunch of her um, concert tour dates or whatever. But apparently, even though nobody had really, like, heard of him until just this He's minute, not okay. He's extremely problematic. Uh-oh. Extremely oh, no. problematic. Um, he's also a big progressive, but... Not big enough. 
No. I mean, he's like, I don't know if he's just like edgy or what his deal is exactly, but I, you can go look at People say that he's said Islamophobic and misogynistic things and I don't I don't even know it's not like let's see if we can find his um there was a time by the way that rock and rollers would say all the bad things and that's one of the things that made them yeah so I think he just tries to be edgy mostly but he identifies as straight though his sexuality has been a topic of discussion he refuses to define it stating he's just a person I feel like he's kind of in the Harry Styles mold that way. I don't know. Criticized how conversations about musicians revolve around their sexual identity. Um, da, 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 he's a recovering heroin addict. Great. Activism and political views identifies as a liberal. Um, he's not on the extreme left, but he doesn't like the word centrist. Uh-oh. Uh, he's an atheist and is profoundly anti-religion. He's pro-climate change. He's pro-women rights. Um, he's a vocal advocate for LGBT rights. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, it's, he's apparently really, really problematic, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so it's a big problem that Taylor Swift is dating him now, I guess. Um, and, uh, a lot of people are wrestling with it as they pay thousands of dollars for taylor swift eras tickets tours mostly it seems rich white women this woman called holly Stallcup um ended up tweeting a whole thread which i wanted to read you the whole thing and she has made her account private but i'm finding no! as many screenshots as i can of i should have screenshotted the whole thing and i'm so stupid oh no but, it was in so in other words, it's but a I'm, self-struggle session that she yeah. tries to work So she through. posted a huge, long thread about how she's traveling to New York City to go see the Eras tour, and she got really cheap tickets through, like, a total twist of fate, and she has good tickets, and that she's, like, super excited, and but she feels that she owes us all a big explanation of it all and that she's really struggling with it and but that she's this is great so she goes before i leave for new york city here is my thread on seeing taylor this weekend while she is dating a racist islamophobic anti-semitic overall problematic white man and she goes, Taylor is doing something wrong and harmful. She doesn't hold responsibility for men's actions. She does hold responsibility for her own. My biggest commitment is to keep following the lead of marginalized fans in this situation. Following that lead, I am choosing to go this weekend. I know that I have to continue to interrogate if I'm just looking for marginalized fans saying it's okay to keep being a fan because that is what I want to hear and not listening to everyone. I know that the end result may be disengaging with Taylor's music for a time or forever. But not before this weekend when I'm going to go to the tour. Um, uh, I'm looking for more screenshots of this because, yeah, she went into a whole thing saying, like, it's embarrassing that she's going to be there in the crowd with mostly white women who haven't thought about the harmful impact that their presence there has she's made. Doing the, I'm doing the work to think about it, you guys. It is. This is a new approach <laughs> because... I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do the to bad the thing, it but I'm concert going to that lay... everyone wants to yes. go to. So my public service announcement basically is that if you have Taylor Swift tickets and it's really eating you up, you can give them to me. I'll travel. That's to right. But will show. you also 
no. lay a litany no. of I'm going, disclaimers. I am going to be completely guilt-free and go to the concert with absolutely zero qualms. So if you if you feel upset about it and feel that you can't now under the circumstances post on your social media that you're enjoying the Taylor Swift concert, it's, you it's, can give it's, them to me and I'll do it for you. Because- <laughs> it's, like in, it's like in Iran, you know, you going, demanding to get your hand cut off and then stealing a TV afterwards. Right. You know, I'm going to pay the penance now, and I'm sorry, and this isn't right, and she is a horrible, horrible thing. But you know what? It's also, you know what it also is? That's very much a woman's way of thinking. I'm <laughs> The thing that I want, I'm going to go get. I'm still going to go do it. Yes. I'm going to give you a song and dance a Broadway production on otherwise, but I'm still doing the thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it... And, Heaven and Earth will be moved to explain away and make the thing. I like her. I like her. Yeah, I'm going to explain to you why I'm doing this extremely problematic thing. And she has one tweet in the thread, too, where she says that she's, like, had a tough year and she's going to choose joy and to enjoy the concert. (laughs) Okay. Your decision. But can you imagine... And caring that much about, like, the fact that somebody's dating somebody who shares all your political views, by the way. She's not, like, dating a Nazi or even, like, a conventional conservative. No. She's not not dating dating Tucker Carlson, right? Like, (laughs) she's dating somebody who agrees with them on everything. But I feel like that's almost why, like, we've talked about this before. It's like, once you bend the knee to them... Then they know they have power over you and then they come after you, which is why Mm -hmm. you need to like never apologize, never back down, never give them like two seconds of their of your time because they only do this with Taylor Swift because they and her new boyfriend because they know that they fundamentally agree with them and are scared of them. Right. Like Taylor Swift caved before when they pressured her to like come out. And and I think that as well that. Progressives know that Taylor Swift's fan base is the most pliable emotionally of any fan base. Like, I, I think that who's the guy who sings uh, Keith? Uh, no, no, um, uh, one solo, red solo cup. Toby Keith. I think his fan base is not vi- is not pliable. They're not going to be yeah. bullied and pushed into stuff. They're like big old f you. If you you know if you right. don't like it, you can pound say you know. Uh, I don't think uh, Megadeth's fan or Metallica's fan base is going to, to be like Taylor Swift's fan base. These are precisely oh. Canada Goose jackets, Range Rovers. Yeah, this is precise. Who want to be thought of as good? They care right. about what yard side they have. Right. A lot These are the of people who fans... were Venmoing black people in the middle of the street in, mm-hmm. after George Floyd, just to show. Oh them. yeah, that's one of the things he did that people don't like, is he tweeted a positively about George Floyd and about Black Lives Matter and said you couldn't say all lives matter, but he also linked to one of his band's songs in the tweet. 
because he felt that that uh, like expressed uh, it better than yeah. he could express it in a tweet. But then people said he was like using George Floyd to self-promote. Yeah, he was That's self-centering. Like, yeah, yeah. He to George Floyd. Amid online criticism, today is his the third tweet was anniversary of George Floyd's death. House. Is today? Yeah, it is. Wow. So it's actually right around when he started the burn barrel. As a matter of fact. Oh yeah, that's true. Because the world was going crazy at the time. I'm trying to see if I can even uh, figure out like what he's done. That why what he said. That's terrible. It's okay. He insulted you... somebody named Ice Spice, who I also don't know who that is, but who apparently is black. Ice Spice. Did you know. see what Ice Cube said? By the way, Uh-oh. what did Ice Cube say? Ice Cube. He gave this interview in which he said that you know he didn't vote for Trump last time. He didn't, but he also didn't vote for Biden. But at the end of the interview, and I'll see if I can find it here. At the end of the interview, he says something very, very. And by the way, this interviewer—it's some dude who's uh, just some some dude from some podcast. I would be nervous interviewing Ice Cube. Just in the off chance that I say something that makes him want to shoot me. Um, and that's, I'm not trying to be uh, racist or anything. It's just the, that, like, NWA uh, seemed prone to violence. <laughs> Could you, do you care to tell people what it stands for, else? I'm not allowed to say some of that's the right. words. That's right. That's right. We don't, you don't care. That's exactly right. Uh, let me look for <laughs> Anyway, you know, all, all he said was that the, the Democratic Party has done nothing for black people, and they, they've they been voting for Democrats for 60 years, and they've gotten nothing for it. Say that again? He said that Democrats have done nothing for us for 60 years. We voted for them and supported them, and they've done nothing for us. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, that is that is absolutely true. And I also think that he probably thinks correctly that people in, in the inner cities, in marginalized communities, absolutely need to have the guns, especially when you have the belief that you can't count on the cops. You need to be a, to have a legal gun to protect you and your family because, you know. Yeah. All right. So should we uh, should we do the hot sauce? Um, yes, the hot sauce is in fact Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, uh, delicious hot sauce, and they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Lime, where you can leave messages for the chat chat. Yeah, I wanted to ask Alice one more biblical question. Yeah. Oh no. I'm kidding. Oh, good. I'm kidding, Tom. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, I just listened to your All You Can Eat podcast, and oh, I good. have to say, I've got a couple of major problems, along with your regular podcast. Okay. Okay. Let's Why go. don't we fry cookies? Yeah. Well, because baking is a science. Is that true? And cookies are designed to be baked in an oven surrounded by heat, not mm-hmm. just one half of it oh. surface heated and then flipped over. What about deep fried? Well, that's a different animal. Altogether. But that's obviously surrounded by heat. Obviously, though. we're for that. But but but, I've heard but, you can deep fry but, anything. But but a, but a pancake is a cake in a pan, and the same thing is happening. But it comes out different than cake does. I guess so. Yeah, it comes out different than cake does, but not too different. It's still bready and sweet. Hmm. That's a good. Maybe hmm. we need to do some baking experimenting. I'm, I'm going to do them. Yeah, they'll be good for the podcast. I'll do them. I want to fry up some cookies. Maybe we should watch In butter, together. are you kidding me? Maybe. Can we watch together the show that I was telling you about? The salt, fat, acid, heat show? Or fat? I forget what order it goes in. But. Sure. Um, It's a good show that gets into some of this because the different types of heat do affect food. Okay. That's why there's usually different sorts of ingredients in cookies, and they take time to cook internally uh, in an oven. 
But donuts can be baked or fried. And a bagel is boiled, isn't it? I don't know how to make a bagel, I feel like. Isn't a bagel, like, boiled in water? Isn't it? I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to take a stand on that. Number two. On is that, wait, that's not Ron DeSantis' <laughs> bill, right? Is that using symbolism? Your podcast, Tom Bell. I meant because bagels, Jewish bagels. I get what you meant. Okay. <laughs> there are other unfortunate elements just, in that. Okay, let's get away from stop. that. Let's put some space between us and that. Bellowed out at the end, and I say bellowed, yes. He puts mayonnaise on a meatball sub, and I do not <laughs> understand what sort of monster oh. Oh. would oh. actually do that. Dr. Cheswick, believe me, mayonnaise with a tomato sauce that's on a meatball sub is fantastic. You could also possibly use ranch I'm dressing. not as into oh. the use of mayo as you are. It's true. Oh, it's gorgeous. Mm. Oh, it's gorgeous. You should not. There should be a half a gallon of mayo by your side with any sub you've got. Any sub. Hmm. You should be rocking and rolling that mayo. You should feel a little sick at the end. <laughs> oh, it's so gorgeous. I am a fat but yes. I got to tell you, that is just beyond all comprehension. So now with the biblical question. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually love both of these. Thank you both for reviewing what you do and going out and spending your life online. I mean, not online, but you guys do what you do. Talk to you soon. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shepard. I like that. That's I nice. like that. The, 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 and then he wrapped it up by saying, you do what you do. It's, it's there. What's, that reminds me of, of Hillary what Chabot. Hillary Chabot yeah. said about you. Shattuck, you know, you you are who you are. <laughs> it's the warmest thing she ever said to me. <laughs> she tried to like conjure something up. <laughs> You're... Happening in front of me. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Something. Okay, last one. Ready? So ready. I've recovered from that one. Can you try to laugh with your eyes open? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why does that happen? I don't know. Just go ahead. Good afternoon, Shaddix. Tommy, New Hampshire. Two things that cause me physical pain on the Burn Barrel podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Number one, you both know this. Your technical issues starting every show. Yes. Which I. What was the last one? Um, there's been a lot of audio stuff recently. I assume. Oh, that was yeah. No, was that yesterday? That <sighs> the weeks, the days go into each other. Which I've tried to fix. Yeah, we're going to figure that out, Tommy. So here's what I'm doing. This is what we wanted to t talk to you about. Um, we want. I'm going to switch one of these out for the new Mac that you got me, or us. And I, just, I thought you packed thumb drives, too, in that thing. But they're somewhere around here. So I just need to move some audio files off of one old Mac from 2013 onto the new one but we before i do I've that we want to do Tom one that more you don't actually need thumb drives to transfer audio files from one device to another anymore but, there's but, a thing called the cloud where you can put stuff but there's but 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 they're gonna do it like a thumb drive that quickly or am i gonna be waiting 45 minutes <laughs> i don't think it's that much slower but i don't know where the cloud the stuff is going to internet. it's a long story so okay. in the other so the other thing is this 
Mm-hmm. Is it before we do that, we want to make sure that that we can't use that one for video, even though we'd love to, because the HVAC system wouldn't go off all the time, and it's a much better machine than Alice's Windows machine. The only thing is, is that only three cameras work when we use it, and and we don't know why. Do you think that is? You you think it's something about the Mac? There's like a setting that I don't have for the cameras on the Mac that I have on the Windows computer where I can force the cameras to deactivate That's an OBS. when they're not just in OBS. Well, I'm told by the internet that it's a, it's because the Mac doesn't like control the cameras in the same way that the Windows machine does. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll lucidate on that. We'll discuss it with Tommy later. How about that? And number two. Your sport ball references in making analogies. What did I use? Oh, baseball? What was it? Well, that was somebody else's piece of writing. About the, um, I can't fit these on with Oh, yeah, that was somebody else's piece. Oh, yeah, that wasn't me. That was about the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. I try to stay away. Other than baseball, I try to stay away from from sports too much. And even baseball. Um, but that was somebody else's writing. Who, by the way, liked my compliment of him. Oh, by the way, the oh wait, I won't give it away. Forget it. What? No, no, no. I was just gonna say that the that the all you I'll save it for the all you can eat podcast has oh, gotten okay. some good feedback okay. from some of our all you can eat podcast partners. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's okay. what we'll do, guys. Thank so you so much. All you can eat podcast. Thank you um, so much as usual. Always been great. There's Anson Shattuck. You're probably going to have lots of wing. time to listen to the All You Can Eat podcast over Memorial Day weekend while you're driving. So yeah, go download some of those. Yeah, so we will be doing podcasts this weekend um, at an undisclosed location, which may or may not be um, in Massachusetts and another state. As Anson, show them that uh, shirt, that hat. That is merch available. Uh, that is a little Jerry Callahan hat. That is available. All You Can Eat merch is available, too, including some sexy pieces, as you know. Thank you so much for listening. Um, BurnBarrelPodcast.com if you want to find the links to various merch, various shows, uh, places to listen. If you want to join us on Patreon for live chats and stuff like that, uh, a little bit of extra weekly content, you can do that at Patreon.com slash BurnBarrel. Um, what else can I tell you to do? Follow us on Twitter at BurnBarrelPod at All You Can Eat Pod. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.